The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Get Paid one-stop shop for all things fantasy gambling and daily fantasy. We are proud partners of the Underdog Sports Podcasting Network, also known as Underdog Media. You can also find us on Podcast One. You are listening as usual to Sean and Brad. Brad, what's going on, my man? What's up, Sean, brother? Happy belated Memorial Day to you. Oh, yeah, man. It was a long weekend for a lot of people. Um, Brad, you and I, at this point, we just don't work anymore. So every every day, every weekend's a four-day weekend for us. I give thanks to my veterans every single Monday. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm a true American in that way. Yeah, you know, I have uh, I have two buddies. You would have met them at my wedding, uh, who are veterans, and we were um, saying, you know, hey, you know, thank you for your service. And then um, then we made an inappropriate joke about one of their mothers. Yep. Uh, proving, you know, even when you're a 38 year old man, you are still a 16 year old boy. <laughs> yeah, it never goes away. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. doesn't. And uh, if there was ever any hope of me growing up, there's just uh, yeah, that's you know, past. Yeah, no way. I don't, I, you know, it would have been foolish to have that kind of hope anyway. You're only as young as you feel, Brad. Yeah, good call. I feel about 78. You said you feel about 78. <laughs> my body, my, I think my body age is about 90, like 95. I think my grandpa's younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? <laughs> the older I get, man, I just get more crustier about noise. Like any <laughs> noise I can't handle anymore. It's really wild. Oh, here's one. So I have um, something that sometimes interferes with these recordings. I have two neighbors, two, uh, the one in front of my house and the one behind my house that mow their lawn three times a week. Yeah, I believe it. Of course they I do. came out. I, 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 this, I'm not making this up. I came outside, and the guy was pressure washing his driveway. He's a blacktop driveway. He's pressure washing a blacktop driveway. Well, that makes like, perfect sense. Oh, my it's gosh. Just... Then, I go, then I go out back, and the guy's pressure washing the rocks in his garden. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I live. I love this guy. This is suburbia. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. No um, so uh, this week I want to talk uh, a little bit, Brad. We, you and I talked last week. We kind of teased it. Um, you know, the will they or won't they make the playoffs? I have those uh, numbers up, um, so we we can go through those. We have the man, uh, Yahoo Fantasy uh, writer. Dalton Del Don, um, I recorded an interview with him. We were talking a little bit about uh, baseball, the baseball season, daily fantasy baseball, of course, Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Yahoo version of Daily Fantasy, it is awesome. I definitely uh, definitely uh, urge you to check that out. It's really just the best, better thing. I'm a total convert now. I'm, I'm going to be using um, Yahoo Daily Fantasy just for, for all my Daily Fantasy stuff. And as, as listeners of the show know, I'm a, I'm a very avid um, and, uh, and frequent daily fantasy player. So that should tell you something. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, I want to talk a little bit about NBA. Um, and we'll actually, let's just start with that, Brad. So, uh, right after our show, right after we said, we thought that Milwaukee could push this thing seven games and that they, you know, they could go to the finals right after that in true NBA fashion, Eastern conference, um, for me this season, Milwaukee just kind of crapped the bed. Correct. We, we blanked on that for sure. We definitely missed that one. Missed the boat. Missed the um, boat. Yeah, it was. Uh, Milwaukee had no offense, man. They just didn't. They didn't know what they were doing, from what I saw. It's, and I don't know, man. Giannis he doesn't do it for me. I mean, they, they give him the ball. He faces the basket up and around the free uh, free throw line, and he just tries to do this long armed uh, two step move, and it's clunky and it's terrible shots. Yeah, I, 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 I don't disagree with that. And it reminds me, I was talking to Sam about this. Maybe even you and I were talking about this last week um, because I was talking about the Bucks quite a bit. Just that Milwaukee had that vibe to me. Um, I think they're a better version, but they had the vibe to me of those magic teams that kind of you and I grew up watching, Brad, where yeah. you had the version with Tracy McGrady. Um, you had the version of Penny Hardaway after Shaq left. You had the version of uh, Dwight Howard coming in. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you get one star, one bona fide star, and you do your best to surround them with talent. And, you know, you just, when it comes to playoffs, especially today, you just need more than one guy. Yeah, you absolutely do. And, you know, the difference was, uh, I think that for Toronto, especially in those last two games, who was that guy there? They had uh, Van Winkle or Van Rip or something like that. Van Kelp, (laughs) right? What was his name there? Rip Van Kelp Winkle. 
I don't know, man. Uh, know. But this guy was on fire, dude. I think one game he was like seven of nine for three uh, from three-pointer. And uh, he stepped up big time. And I don't think anybody else stepped up on the Bucks. And, and you know, the guys like Middleton, like, that guy mm. was terrible, man. Yeah, it's a bummer. He was so, such a drag. I think he missed, like, a big layup one game. And then the other game, he had, like, a backcourt violation and crunch time. It was just silly stuff. So let me t- uh, let me give you a theory. I'm making this up on the spot. So you know it's going to be damn good. I'm making this up on the spot. So um, so my wife and I, one of our guilty pleasures, uh, because, Brad, as I was telling you off the air, um, we have sometimes we just have a stressful life. You know, her work, um, me not working. <laughs> Okay, yeah. so maybe I don't maybe I don't have a stressful life. No, but um, you know, sometimes get stuff gets busy. We like just to watch garbage TV, and one of the things we just started watching again um, is uh, this thing called the the challenge MTV. It's the challenge. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. You get a bunch of basically a bunch of really um, dysfunctional people in a house, and it's complete garbage, and it's a complete waste of time. I'm not endorsing this show. I right. actually feel dirty about talking about this. Right. But what they do is they compete and they do these kind of challenges and. You know, they do a challenge, then they'll take them to a bar and they'll all get drunk and scream at each other and sleep with each other and stuff. Mm. And then they'll go back and do a challenge. Well, they they did this thing. It was called War of the Worlds this year. And they had this dude from Turkey on. And uh, and I looked at him like the first week and I'm just like, that guy's going to win. And the reason why he's going to win is because like just over there and Turkey's not that bad. I've, there, I mean, I've, I've done gone to Europe quite a bit. There are a lot of, you know kind of questionable countries in Europe. Turkey, I wouldn't say is one of them, but there are definitely pockets of all those countries that are just kind of like, whoa. That guy is a guy that he's had some real world problems. Sure. Right? Real problems. Real problems. So like the last like challenge that they did, it was a pretty like, it was really taxing. They did this like 50 mile course in the desert where you had to like, you know, run a marathon and stuff like stuff that would just like destroy people mentally. Yeah. And I, and I look at this guy, I'm like, this guy's been through worse. He's going to win. And he won. Yeah. He won. And it's just like, dude, so my, my theory circling back to this is what, what do I do with Giannis? I tell you what I do. I surround him with a bunch of Eastern Europeans. Mm. I I draft everybody from Lithuania and Bosnia and Herzegovina. everywhere that I can get somebody. Um, where was, uh, like Darko Milicic from? Uh, Czech Czech Republic, Croatia. I get everybody there because they've, they've had, they've had a harder life than we've had. They've really had to earn things yeah we and do then, our, we are a little softer here we're far less willing to be comfortable than other cultures yep so you know i i, I just Sorry, I, that's what i do with Giannis. yeah you know and and to, to extend on your point is you know toronto had as a team had been through struggles and now they're kind of finally graduating from that struggle right after losing to lebron over and over and that's kind of the way it goes in the nba right you get these teams together for years at a time and you know, the, the Bulls had to get through the Pistons, and I think the Pistons had to get through the, the Celtics and the yep. Celtics through the Lakers. You know, it, it, it kind of always goes that way, and I think that Milwaukee, like, they're just starting their process now. Like, you have to you have to get – first, you have to make the playoffs. Okay, that's good enough. Then you have to get deep in the playoffs, okay, and then you kind of have to take the step forward. So I think they're going through the necessary phases. As much as it stinks to lose, this is kind of a natural evolution at times. Yeah, we saw the we saw the Raptors year after year get nailed by LeBron. Finally, LeBron leaves the conference, and they break through, and they make the finals. Right, and um, and maybe if he did not leave the conference, they would have broke through anyway. I don't know. I think they would. I think they would have yeah. just because it, it's hard for me to imagine Cleveland this past year doing doing anything. But yeah, me neither. Yeah, but no, I, I agree with you. I mean, it's in the NBA, those things, and we're seeing it right now with the Rockets. Are the Rockets ever going to get over the hump? Um, we saw it with, um, I think my favorite my favorite NBA team to never win a finals um, were, were those Kings teams with Chris Webber mm, mm, and uh, mm. Vladi Divac. Man, those were nasty teams. Yeah, they were um, great teams. Actually, you know what? Portland run that's like Arvidas Sabonis. No, not Arvidas Sabonis. Maybe it was. I don't know. They, uh, Portland had some good teams. I think Rasheed Wallace was on those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, man, those Western Conference teams were locked or were, were stocked. But, you know, sometimes we just go through a dynasty and now every team is going to have to try to go through the Warriors. So yeah, right. And there. so, you know, back to the, the point about Houston, can they break through? Um, I think they can, but... 
it's it's going to require the Warriors to age a little bit and possibly break apart a little bit because that team as it stands now, I don't think they're beatable to be honest. I no, I don't, and that's that's been my big criticism of the NBA. They're just the the Warriors are too good right now. They are too good. I I'm with you on that. Yeah, but you know, to your point, if they break up, you know, I'm assuming I'm assuming that uh, Durant's going to leave. Um, if they break up, you know, that Houston Warriors playoff matchup next year will be interesting. And then you got some good good young teams. I mean, look, Portland never had a shot. We knew that. We said it wouldn't be. Um, they wouldn't have a shot. But, you know, Denver could make things interesting. Mm-hmm. I never think Oklahoma City is going to be a factor with Russell Westbrook is, is as well documented on this show. Um, but, yeah, man, if, if Durant leaves, the Western Conference becomes, you know, a little bit more of a soap opera. It's a little bit more interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, although we did speak about this last week. I don't think Durant leaving changes the Warriors in any way. I just, yeah, I know. I just really don't. I mean, not even for a second, not even a half a point a game. You know what I mean? Yeah. I here, here's, I, I'm not arguing with you, but I'm saying like the, the, what Durant leaves is it gives you a little bit of vulnerability if there's an injury. Okay. Correct. It makes them less deep. I'll give you that for sure. Yeah. So like, you know, for me, my argument with Durant is like, okay, um, you know, the Warriors with Durant. If Durant gets injured, well, hey, they still have Steph Curry and, and Clay Thompson. Yes, you know they yes, can both go for 30 yes. points a night. Well, if you don't, then Steph Curry gets injured, and then you're like, uh, Steph Curry's a little janky. Suddenly those mm-hmm. Cleveland Cavaliers teams are a little bit stronger. You it's know, a valid Green point. Misses it's a, a valid game. point. Correct. Yeah, so, I mean, I agree with you. A full-strength Warriors team is not beatable, but Durant, I mean, they just— Okay, let's just say like, you know, you're creating a Madden team like back in the day or, you know, and I don't even know what the NBA equivalent is anymore in video games, but you're creating a team and you get to 99, right? And that's the highest you can go is 99. You create all these players. The Warriors are at 99, but I think to your point, Brad, even if they lose like four people, they're still going to be at a 99 yeah, because they're right. really at like 150. Right, right. But you can only just max it at 99. They're, yeah. they're, they're, I, I mean, I think... I think that Bulls team, you know, from uh, what ninety to ninety-eight, and uh, you know, which would have won eight straight had Jordan not retired for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think there's anyone that thinks they wouldn't. Um, yeah, I, I, man, it would have been really interesting to see the second round of that uh, that magic. Yeah, right. That magic team, but but you're right. I mean, as sports fans, we were kind of robbed of that of the mm-hmm. magic going through their whole thing where they had to j- get over the hump. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, I agree with that. I, I think they probably would have won the eight eight in a row. And I think that the the Bulls and the Warriors are the two best teams ever created. I really do. And then you can just go from there. Showtime Lakers um, and Celtics of the '60s. I think you know. Just thinking offhand, there's probably some I missed, but I think the I think the Celtics of the '80s were really really good. Yeah. Um, just because of that trifecta there, uh, Mikhail Parrish, and then they they had um, hey, Bill Walton was coming off the bench in one of those mm, one of those mm-hmm. years. You know, Danny Ainge. I think, though, that there's nobody – like, I I think, okay, if you could just get, like, a time machine and, and play these these teams, like, in a vacuum, like, what would happen? The Warriors would just, just blow the hinges off because – Well, that's know, a great point, man. I mean, I think that if the if the Celtics of the 80s went against the Warriors of today, they'd get blown out by 45, don't you think? They would. They would. They and, would. And because, you know what would happen is um, – you know, so like uh, Mikhail and um, and Parrish, or if you prefer like a Pistons, like a Lane Beer or something, they would just be waiting for these guys to come into the lane. And they and wouldn't. Curry, yeah, and they wouldn't. Steph Curry would just shoot a three-pointer from 50 feet, right, and they're like, oh, right. well, they're not going to do that all game. Right. And they're going to look, and they're just going to be like, well, eventually they're going to have to go inside. They don't have to. They don't right? have to, yeah. They're, and they're not going to do it. <laughs> and they're going to fly so. all over the place. It's, it's such a good point. In their defense, it was a different game. It was was, a different version, and you had to have a different skill set. You had to be chippier, and which required you to be a little slower. You know, you had to be a little bit more, have a little girth to you. Now it's an aerial assault almost. You know, and yeah, uh, but but what it equals is more points. So they would they would just beat the crap out of them. It would, it would, and um, to use a football analogy, you know, a lot of people will say, um, and and I wouldn't necessarily argue against this. I guess it's kind of like everybody's taste, um, but you're a Packers fan, and so. You're well aware of the um, the mystique that comes with Vince Lombardi, but I think Bill Belichick's the greatest coach of all time. Right, and, um, I agree. And Vince Lombardi, as good as a coach as he was um, today, the the game is just different. Right. And so, like, if Vince Lombardi was trying to, 
you know, to to guard, you know, a Sean McVay or a Josh McDaniels or, you know, Bill Belichick team or, you know, these offenses that are just, you know, you're just not equipped. Right, right. right. Like Landry was a great coach in Dallas, but come on, man. You think Dallas is like those old Cowboys teams in the 70s? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, gonna... you, you know, it's it's what we need to do is we really need to separate the, the two types of greats. You know, we hold someone like Lombardi in high regard because he's a pioneer. You know, when somebody is the first to ever do something great, we kind of yeah. keep them on a pedestal, you know, and we immortalize them uh, throughout history. And and as rightfully so, they should be. But that doesn't mean that they're, they're the best to ever do it of all time. So don't get it confused. Just because they were the first to do it in a golden era doesn't mean that someone didn't come along 25 years later and perfect it better than anyone ever has. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and that's why I always think comparing eras is interesting. Um, you know, like if I ever ever reading like a Peter King um, article, he's always like, you know, Johnny Unite, Johnny U. He's like, I got to be in the top five of quarterbacks. I'm like, oh, you know, okay, mm-hmm. because I get it. Because you know, in like in 30 or 40 years, you know, when we're looking at quarterbacks, you know, Brady and Manning are always going to be in our top list. Sure, you know? sure. And on in Montana, and people are going to like look at us and be like, Joe Montana. Like, I'll give you Manning, but Joe Montana. Mm-hmm. That's how people are going to look at things. Brett Favre, really? Mm-hmm. You know, um, because that's just got, because a guy like Patrick Mahomes is going to throw, whether it is Mahomes or it's somebody like him, they're going to come out and they're going to throw for 50 touchdowns a season. Right, right. And what, what's funny about Brett Favre, you know, get me going, obviously, is somebody could look at Brett Favre and say, dude, this guy's the greatest ever. He threw more interceptions than anybody ever has, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but what you fail to miss is kind of the, the era he played in and, and kind of the way he went about it. But it's a valid point. I mean, the guy, I mean, how could you consider someone one of the greatest ever when he threw so many picks? Mm-hmm. And to, But for some reason, we still considered him great. I don't know how he managed to pull it off, but he did. Yep. Oh, that's Silver Fox, Brent. Right? <laughs> Handsome devil. He's getting better looking each year. I know. He's in that Tommy Copper, man. I see, I see the commercials, him throwing the ball to Jerry Rice. Jerry <sighs> Rice still wearing full body tight he's wearing like a leotard out there yeah a couple of legends for sure <laughs> all right well i'll tell you what you know what um we ran a little bit longer with the nba so why don't we play the uh, dalton del don uh interview now and then brad and i will be back to to talk some whether or not yes or no will they won't they make the playoffs uh in the nfl so uh brad just sit tight and we'll uh, play that uh that dalton tape right now great all right, and we are here with dalton del don from yahoo yahoo fantasy longtime writer for yahoo dalton man how's it going dude Doing well. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, very, very good. So I want to talk to you a little bit, um, you know, it's just, of course, talk to you about, you know, some of the Yahoo stuff, uh, Daily Fantasy stuff. We've been talking and we've been uh, partnering with Yahoo for quite a while. But I want to talk a little bit about baseball, kind of where we're at. Um, you know, we're, we're coming up towards the end of May. Uh, I've, you know, I've always said that... Uh, Baseball season, you once you get in the first two months, you kind of know where everything is, is going to end up. And it's really just kind of you're, you're picking up a game here, um, you're losing a game there, um, but things are starting to shake out. So let's just say high level. Is it, Has anything jumped out? Has anything surprised you so far this baseball season? So it's kind of continuing a trend. The Ks have been up, batting average down. The, the runs have been up. That baseball looks juiced again. The runs per game is actually higher than 2017. The homers way up. Um, I personally was avoiding starting pitchers the first 10 rounds or so of drafts, and that, in theory, looks looks good, but I didn't exactly do so great with the hitters myself. So it still remains a very unpredictable sport, uh, but a sport that's definitely trending trending in one way, and that's with offense continuing to go up. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny. So I have um, every now and then I'll have, uh, you know, my, my co-author from one of my books on the, on the, on the show, and we'll talk about fantasy baseball, and, and I joined his league this year, so I took over a keeper league. And um, a keeper league team, I should say. And the team was awful. I mean, just awful. And his, his league, I think it carries over, I think, seven players year to year. And I had maybe three <laughs> three keepers. Right. On the oh. so, yeah, so, sure. like, my whole thing was, like, you know, I'm going to get in early. I'm going to just draft Vlad. I'm going to draft Vlad Guerrero Jr. Nice. Um, you know, get him as a keeper. And I was trying to get people. My whole goal for the season is just to get – like two or three pitchers because I mean there was just I, there was just a dearth of pitching and, and in this particular league it was all pitching and so when you say like you know you, you kind of went offense heavy um, I kind of did the same thing but out of necessity because all the pitchers are hoarded uh, but you know thankfully you I know, got it's fun I, to take over it's fun to take over leagues like that sometimes so you know just start with no expectations realize it's going to take a couple years you know just play for the future. That is exactly right, and I said, I said, dude, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to win a game. And I tell you, I started the year. I got my first win of the season last week. That's how bad the team was. 
Right. Yeah, so how's, how's your rebuild looking so far? Well, it's all right. I mean, I had Bellinger, so um, you know, oh. I, I, I look. I didn't predict. I didn't predict <laughs> that he was going to do what he did to start the year, but that helped. And I think my first pick was Bryant, and Bryant kind of bounced back, which I, you know, I suspected he would do because I think last year was a little bit down for him. But I lucked out. I tell you, I lucked out. I got Glasnow. Um, I know he's out with injury now, but that was the big thing. Um, that helped a ton. Um, and then some guy in my league dropped Severino, so I picked him up and I have him on, on our injured list. So I feel pretty good at, about pitchers. But how's your team's looking, or how your, your primary team? Let's say that because we all have a special one. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, I'm in a few leagues, far too many. No one would care about that at this comes to the territory. But I'd say hit and miss so far. Like I said, I've had a lot of success getting the late round pitchers. Um, uh, I, maybe that's part of the reason I like to avoid the uh, the stars. There's been a lot of Aces have been getting bombed so far this year. And if you lucked into the Chris Paddocks of the world, which I, the Mike Miners, Sorokas, I've done a pretty good job there. But on offense, you know, like I said before, just a lot of misses. So done, done all right. I'm in top five, I'd say, in most of my important leagues. But a lot of baseball left. And I will say, Vlad, um, don't, don't be too worried about that first month you have of him. He's, uh, he still came with whatever, the five homers and 98 at-bats. But I know people are a little... A little worked out that he's not the Hall of Famer right away, but I still <laughs> fully expect him to be a monster down the stretch. Yeah, I figure, um, and like I mentioned, you know, so I had Bellinger and I had uh, Bryant, and I'm probably going to keep, um, you know, a, a number of pitchers, as many pitchers as, as are reasonable to keep, because that's just how that particular league is. And I always say, you know, baseball leagues are like a snowflake. You know, the different scoring, you know, what what's popular, yeah, what you need in much. one league versus the other, but. Yeah, things are going well. Did you pick anybody like early? You said you missed on some. Did you pick anybody early that has like disappointed you and you're like, what the heck's going on? Or did you like give up on somebody a little bit earlier than you thought you might have? Yeah, I mean, Trey Turner was the, uh, yeah, the injury yeah. there. But mo- mostly mostly I've just tried to remain patient. I don't have any Jose Ramirez, which is turning into one of the weirder seasons. and like steal 60 bags and hit 190. But um, no, not, not, not too bad most, for the most part. I just try to remain just, just stubbornly patient too, and just, especially with those guys who take in the first round. Yeah, you know, they're first-rounders for a reason. Um, I think that, you know, that's kind of a universal thing. And I think, like, teams, fantasy players, they get into a panic um, early and they start, like, releasing guys that they shouldn't release. Like, like I, look, I know Severino, he's, it's going to take him forever to get back in the lineup, but that's why our league has injury lists, you know, slots for guys like that. And I cannot right. believe somebody somebody dropped him. So, at the end of the year, and we're in a keeper league. At the end of the year, I'm going to be able to keep, keep the guy. So, always use his IL slots. Do you have a lot of IL in your league, injury lists? I go back and forth on that if I like those. Um, I think about three makes sense. Um, yeah. I see the argument both ways. You want to keep some availability on that waiver wire. But, man, if your team just – sometimes you just have bad luck and you have five guys on the same team that all get injured at once. So I think that's – I try to find a happy medium. And you're so right about that snowflake. In baseball, it's not just – it's just roster size, but it's, it's the scoring details and head-to-head. I'm all for punting, you know, saves or categories. So it's so, so format dependent. You're totally right. Yeah, we came out with um, like with a ranking, like the the you know functional sportsaholic ranking and all that stuff. The other podcasts that we do, and we came out with the rankings, and then I had like all these people just kind of email me back because one of the things we said is like, look, if you if you need some customization with the spreadsheets and everything, let me know because I know how baseball is. And I got so many people just emailing me and say, well, you know, I'm in a roto league, but we do things a little bit differently. Yeah. We score this like this, and so it's like you know I was fielding like all these requests to build all these spreadsheets for people, and it's and it's funny, and I tried to make everything as flexible as possible, but man. I mean, but that's what makes it cool, though, because you can be, like you said, you're in a number of leagues. I bet they're all just a little bit different from one another. Yeah, they're, they're just so different, especially if you talk about the only leagues. I don't want to bore, bore the audience with that, but that even gets crazier. But yes, they all just have very differences, minor differences you wouldn't think of. But if you just look at the details, they can they can matter, especially if you're not going to be super competitive about this stuff. Yep. So, um, you know, we're getting close. You know, Brad and I, uh, you know, on, on these shows, we're going to start doing our fantasy football previews and everything. You're, you're a fantasy football guy as well? I am, yeah. We're already opening Yahoo, and boy, that's just a little early to do the ranks, and I'm behind-the-scenes guy and some of that stuff, for the, the commissioner stuff. But, uh, yes, we're open for that, and um, I, I'm down to talk some football. It's never too early for football. Yeah, and so, you know, I was I was talking with a, a few people, you know, a few listeners of the show and all that stuff, and, um, and again, you know, it, it is super early. We're not even into June yet, and that's when things kind of start to heat up, maybe a little bit after Father's Day. But... You know, I've been looking at just the turnover and something I always preach, and, and I think it's more paramount in football than it is in baseball, but the offensive systems that change, you know, the head coaching change, everybody knows about the head coach turnover, but I think this year, like, there are like 16, 16 new, maybe 17 new offensive coordinators 
So half the league has shifted their play calling strategy, which is just insane. And so, like, I'm looking at teams like um, like Arizona. They have Cliff Kingsbury yeah. now. Um, what's that offense going to look like? It's probably not going to be as putrid as it was last year. But I'm really just getting geeked up for it. And I saw that Yahoo kind of opened up their um, their league formats. I've always been a big fan of Yahoo. But are you like you're you're into daily fantasy as well, right? Oh yeah, yeah. The idea is so much fun. I was reluctant on it myself, you know, as a, a long time season long guy. But uh, it's so much fun. It's obviously if your season long goes wrong, you get something you can get, and you know, right, you can switch there. But also, I'm just you know, this generation immediate gratification, and I'm I'm, I'm a sucker for 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 that for that and it's just so much fun man so yeah dfs what about yourself you got into it at all oh yeah i've i've been a dfs player for a while and i started um you know kind of looking at you know different places and i'm kind of like a i'm i'm all i'm all on on top of yahoo um you know we've been we've been partnering with them for a few weeks now on the show as, as my regular listeners know but um you know something that that bugs me i won't mention any names but like about some of the other guys is uh you know, like it, it, you get to basically sharks on there that are just uploading like thousands of lineups at a time, and then you always get like eaten up by the fees. Can't stand that stuff. So I'm all in on uh, on Yahoo. Do you know when? Um, just out of curiosity, do you have any idea of when like the week one um, things are going to be out? I know it's super early for that. Probably a couple months away. I'm guessing. That's a great question, and I'll get on Lazley. I know the guy who does the the prices does a great job, but hopefully soon because, like I said, it's never too early. But yeah, there's no management fee contests. Uh, could join the MLB Yahoo Cup now, weekly prizes for baseball. But as you were alluding to, yeah, they have a quick match feature that pits two people against each other by skill level. So it's nice there. Try to keep it fair. But um, it's a good question about the football prices. I don't know, but hopefully soon. And then, of course, baseball, we're, we're well into season. Let me ask you this. So another thing, football, is, as people know, football is kind of my, my specialty. Um, but I love baseball as well. And everybody always has that kind of uh, that sleeper that, just kind of carries on week after week. Do you have like a like a typical daily fantasy play or maybe two plays that just like week in, week out when you're setting your lineups, that guy tends to find his way into your lineup? Do you have any of those people? You're talking baseball, football? Yeah, baseball. Okay, well, I, so daily, I'm, I've been really just taking advantage of, uh, so I'm a San Francisco Giants fan, Okay. and uh, their, their rebuild is so brutal. So for DFS, <laughs> I just love attacking that offense. Um, I, really, I like using their opposing pitcher. Look at Trevor Richards today, kind of underpriced at home. It's the best pitcher park, uh, better than Petco even these days at home against the Giants offense. So uh, if you want, that's, that's what comes to mind, attacking my porous uh, rebuild, awful Giants offense. Well, that's funny, too, because um... – um, I'm an Orioles fan. Talk about just painful, painful sports fans. So I'm an Orioles fan. And one of the strategies I like to employ in fantasy and daily fantasy is to take the opposing batters uh, against Orioles pitching. Yeah, home run. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so basically, if you, quite a bit. Yeah. If, if you capitalize, Dalton, on, on, on your pain and my pain, you can create the, 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 the favorable lineup. You get the, uh, the, the pitchers that are going against the Giants offense and then the batters going against the Orioles defense. And I think Absolutely. you're... Absolutely. La- Last I heard, they were eighty. They're on pace to allow eighty-seven more homers than the next highest ever MLB history. The Orioles, man, just brutal. Yeah, I said. Uh, I think I tweeted it out or something. I said, you know, if you're going to do something, do it right. I think the like the yeah, Orioles were sure. like the fastest to uh, X amount of home runs given up in the pitching. I'm just like, oh gosh, like. It's yeah. been this way, um, as I, you know, listeners of the show have heard me kind of say this every now and then when we get on a baseball, um, you know, segment. I just say, yeah, I've just been in pain as an Orioles fan since, since like the, probably the mid-90s when they played the Yankees in the ALCS yeah. and, uh, and that kid, that 12-year-old Jeffrey Mayer pulled the home run over the yep. fence. Ever since then, it's just been, I think that might have been the day, seriously, Dalton, where I, where I switched to football. I was just like, you know what? I can't do it anymore. I'm just in so much It's a pain. horrible way to lose, too. It's unfair, too. That would still annoy me years later, too, man, just getting robbed like that. That's really super annoying. I can't complain. The Giants fan, we had our run recently. I was going to say, I'll see you in the World Series never since we're looking so dire right now, but at least I had my recent run. Man, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's a rough one there for Baltimore. Yeah, if, if you can think of a, of a team in every single sport, um, that's just has no chance to win. That's the team that I root for, and it just happened to be that way. Like the Orlando Magic in the NBA, um, because I grew up around Orlando. It's just every every team that can be bad is bad and has no hope to win. So I don't know. Maybe that's why I've gravitated towards daily fantasy. Like you said, I mean, it's like one of those things where like if if your team's bad, if your fantasy team's bad, at least you can get into something that's relevant for that week, right? Right. Well, at least the Orioles are in an uncompetitive division with teams that don't spend any money, though. At least. <laughs> oh, my gosh. How about the Rays this year, huh? 
Yeah, boy, I didn't see that coming, man. What a well-run organization, man. I should never underestimate them. They're, they're a safe bet on the over before preseason every year. Every year, and it's crazy. I was talking, I don't know if it was on this show or if I was just having a conversation with somebody. I said, you know, if you're a baseball team, and again, I think I was talking about the Orioles, like my personal example. If you're a baseball team, why don't you just raid um, Tampa's Tampa's complete yeah. front office? Because they've 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 detonated and rebuilt that organization Probably four times in the last fifteen years, and yeah, no, every time they detonate, impressive. rebuild. I mean, they're a good team, and they're always raising like really good talent out of the system. Yeah, I know it's crazy. Austin Meadows has been a machine fantasy wise, and you, re- you mentioned Glassnell on your team. I hope he gets healthy for sure because he's been was an absolute monster before the injury. Yeah, and then Chirinos too. I actually have him. I, I know he doesn't pitch often. Um, like they they kind of save him. They're 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 putting him on an extreme pitch count this year. But he's like every time he gets in, he's fire as well. Right. No, yep. he's really good. It's really, really, yeah. No, it's a, it's a, and the one thing about that is fantasy terms, teams, their players were a little concerned because of the opener, but uh, it's hard to argue with the results with that franchise. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's good. I think they're going to be, you know, if they have the pitching, I'm surprised that the pitching is as strong as it is. Like, I didn't think it was going to be bad. Right. But I think everybody in the world figured, okay, this is Boston versus New York. Right. I mean, everybody had to think that. Yeah, no, I certainly was one of them, for sure. Yeah, but uh, I think, you know, I still think Boston will get in the playoffs. I think this is going to be, the, the AL East is going to be three teams, and then, you know, and let's let's be honest about this. They all they can all feast on the Orioles all season long. Yes, yeah, that uh, helps. Yeah, it, yeah, sure. it benefits. My, it, yeah, my, my claim to fame is I got the, the Twins at 60-1 to 1 before the season to, to win the World Series. So I'm a big Minnesota fan this season. I couldn't be happier with how that started. Not only... Are they off to a crazy good start? But Cleveland's you know halfway collapsing. So so that's that's my uh, my my claim to fame right now is a, a big Twins future bet. I'm excited yeah. about. Jeez, yeah, I'm looking at the standings. I have them up right now. Minnesota 36 and 17, 10 games up on the Twins right now through what 53 games. That's crazy. Yeah, I know the Twins. You look at their their offense, basically the second best in baseball behind all the Astros. I mean, they're 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 looking really good. Yeah, and I'm surprised at um you know Philadelphia. I know that they were hyped after the Harper signing and everything, and I know that yeah. their you know their odds went crazy, um crazy high or I guess crazy low or whatever however you want to look at it. But uh, you know they were one of the favorites to win the World Series. But their pitching, you talk about like fantasy pitchers and everything. I probably have like two or three fantasy pitchers from the uh, from the Phillies on my roster now. They get strikeouts, um and their win losses aren't as impressive as impressive impressive as you'd think but I expected this team to be you know maybe more of a wild card team but they're looking a lot stronger and I don't even think they're at full strength yet because Harper's struggling and and all that stuff is going on yeah I picked them uh, yeah I picked them to make the World Series before the preseason definitely been a disappointment uh fantasy terms Nick Pavetta people love him entering the season a big breakout everyone's favorite that he's such a disappointment since the minors he's back up but yeah middling offense Harper Harper's all those walks help the Phillies, but in the on-base percentage and his defense, he is playing better now. Not you know, kind of worrying about the contract or whatever last year, but uh, man, the, the batting average uh, and, and the lack of the power, you know, going from uh, that that park, it really seemed like he was going to really help them there. But been a disappointment as a first-round fantasy pick for sure. Yeah, and then talking about you know, um, kind of teams that are a little bit of a surprise. San Diego, you know, I still th- th- thought they were a win away before getting a little bit, um, you know, chippy. Let's say maybe feisty, but you know, Tatis has yeah. has come up. Um, he's doing well. Obviously, they had the Machado signing, but those, you know, they're they're looking at. I'm looking at the standings now. Um, they're well back of the Dodgers at this point, anyway. But 28 and 26 over 500. Um, you got to feel good if you're a Padres fan, I think. Oh, yeah, a lot of young guys. I mean, Paddock has just been an absolute monster, lived yep. up to the hype. I mean, the Indians limit's going to be there, but well, he's really – Matt Strom has looked just right behind him. Even K-10 in New York against the Yankees. That lineup filled with righties yesterday. I had to make a decision. He had two starts this week in the fantasy league. The lineup's locked. Put him on the bench last second. Didn't get the win, but 10 Ks against that lineup. And now his next start's at home against Miami. So he's legit. And Fran Mill Reyes is one of my favorite players in baseball. Just a beast. A stat cast darling with these crazy high – extra velocity numbers, but his batting average made him, you know, available in a lot of fantasy leagues until a couple weeks ago. But that guy's like a quietly a 40 homer threat. So I'm with you on this franchise. Definitely on the upswing. Very good. Hey, Dalton, hey, man, great stuff. Love to have you back on. And, uh, you know, everybody else, seriously, go check out Yahoo. They're my favorite fantasy. They've always been my whole life, uh, my favorite uh, kind of fantasy provider. The daily fantasy stuff is off the charts. I'm a big uh, proponent of daily fantasy, as, uh, as everybody on the show knows. So go check them out as well. Dalton, man, uh, any parting words for us before we go? No, to sign up for uh, Yahoo DFS, and uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks for the time. 
America's pastime is back, the smell of the grass, the crack of the bat, and now that sensation of money burning a hole in your pocket. Yahoo! Daily Fantasy Contests bring you closer than ever to the game you love. Yahoo! Daily Fantasy offers single-day and week-long contests so you can pick a new team every single day if you'd like, and I like it. To get started, go to yahoo.com slash dailyfantasy and find a contest that's right for you. Try a 50-50 contest where 50% of the lineups win, or you can try Yahoo's innovative quick match feature where they'll pair you with another player of your skill level. And that's a big thing. You know, a, a lot of the uh, the Daily Fantasy providers out there, they get nailed because they, you know, they, they some people, there are some sharks out there taking advantage. You don't get that with Yahoo or play for larger prizes and bigger bragging rights and guaranteed prize pool contests. Yahoo Daily Fantasy also has the lowest management fees across the industry. Don't play with the other sites that charge high fees just to get in on the action. Yahoo's lower fees mean more prizes for you, the players... And, of course, the winning. Use promo code POD25 for $25 off in free play when you make your first deposit. The sooner you get to playing, the sooner you can get to winning. Go to, once again, everybody, it's yahoo.com slash dailyfantasy to start playing. That promo code for that free $25, it's POD25. Very minimal um, uh, account um, entry to get in there. Go ahead. Once again, POD25, it's yahoo.com slash dailyfantasy. Hi, I'm sports broadcaster Anne-Marie Anderson. I'm Olympian Holly McPeak. We're both former athletes, businesswomen, and mothers, and we want to help you create the life you want using sports like a boss. Whether you're an athlete, entrepreneur, or parent, we want to help you get to where you want to be. Well, good, because I either got too many kids or I'm overscheduled, overwhelmed. Honestly, Holly, half the time I feel like I'm screwing it up. Well, that's why we created this podcast to help get coaching, parenting, and the whole sports culture back on track. We've got a big network of people, elite athletes like you, Holly, entertainers, experts. We're going to find out what works for them and what doesn't so that you handle sports like a boss. All right. Well, let's get into it. Um, you know, I don't know how long this is going to take, but, uh, you know, um, we're pretty, pretty deep into the show now. So let's just get into it, man. Um, will they, won't they make the playoffs? I, I think there are going to be some obvious picks. So just to give it a little bit of depth here, you know, like when we talk about the Patriots, obviously they're going to make the playoffs this year. That's going to be our pick. But let's argue. Let's try to throw out some kind of devil's advocate of why they why they might not. Sounds even great. If we don't agree with it. All right. So um, this particular list, I'm I'm just looking at a Bavada right now. Um, this particular list is alphabetical, so we're going to go between AFC NFC. So we're going to start with the Cardinals. Um, to make the playoffs is plus 800. Not to make the playoffs is minus 1600. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you're saying no. Is that correct? That is correct, sir. Division's too tough. Um, I guess devil's advocate, maybe Kingsbury's offense gets crazy. I love the defensive coordinator that they have there uh, this year, so maybe... But, man, that's a hard division. I can't even give it a devil's advocate. Yeah, I, I can't either. I mean, you could always say anything is possible, and so it could happen, right? But it's not looking that way. Yep. Um, I think we're going to disagree with this. We're on to Atlanta. Will they, won't they? Yes is plus 145. No is minus 175. I'm going to say they will not make the playoffs. Yeah, I don't. Um, I feel like they're a sleeper team to make the playoffs. Mm. I haven't gone through this year yet to make my actual predictions, but I loved their talent going in la- into last year. Um, but they're like three three people and, and on all levels of their defense last year got hurt early. And I never liked the Sarkeesian offense in the NFL. I was a big critic of him coming back to the team after uh, the 2018 season. I'm sorry, the 2017 season. Well, this year they have Dirk Cutter coming back. Um, some of Matt Ryan's best years were with Dirk Cutter as the offensive coordinator. And um, and coach, um, it's not Gus Bradley. Who's the other? Dan Quinn. Coach Dan Quinn. Uh, is taking over the defense, uh, defensive play calling responsibilities personally. So they're going to be healthier. They have uh, Quinn focusing entirely on the defense and turning the offense over to Dirk Cutter, and we know this offense can score. Um, that Dirk Cutter system can, mm-hmm. and Matt Ryan's been successful in the same system. Dude, I th- I think they're going to be. I think they're a dark horse team, and I think they could make a deep run. I really do. Yeah, uh, you know Matt Ryan. He's had great seasons. He's had lackluster seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. I just they don't do it for me, and I, you know, especially Here. with with teams like the Panthers, who could also turn it on. I yeah. think the Panthers have a greater potential to be good, even though I don't believe in Cam Newton. Um, and I think the Saints obviously are, you know, they're going to run that division for sure. I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, I think you know Atlanta. I think they have a fifty fifty shot, but I, I, they don't do much for me. 
Yeah, I hear you. All right, moving on to Baltimore. Uh, yes is is plus one eighty. No is minus two twenty. Hmm. I like that man. I like their brand of ball. I think they're going to get there. You know, they lost some people on defense. I'm going to say no. Um, I, they lost the people in defense. Look, Baltimore's always relevant. You know, like like you and I say, Brad. You know, they're always. You know, they're a bad season for Baltimore's like seven and nine. You know, yeah, right. and you know, they're, they're turning the ball over, um, not turning the ball over, sorry, turning the reins of the offense uh, officially over to Lamar Jackson at quarterback. I don't love him as a passer. I think you have to pass in this league. The dude is skinny. He's not Cam Newton. He's more RG three in terms of body makeup than Cam Newton. Um, I'm not even sure who the backup is there. Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Um, you know, I, I do love that they hired Greg Roman as the, as the offensive coordinator. I think that's going to be very interesting. They got Mark Ingram running the ball along with, you know, Gus Edwards. They have uh, Kenneth Dixon there. Their running game is going to probably be like the top running game in the league. And you know, their defense is going to be good. So they're going to be in every game. I just think it's going to be tough this year for them. I think this is, I think this is an eight and eight year. Uh, because I think Lamar Jackson's going to struggle a little bit. Now, if Lamar Jackson comes out and he's a 60% passer next year, they'll be in. I just don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, you know, it, it, he needs to improve a little bit from the passing game for sure and definitely run far less. Oh, my gosh. Or at least just, like, do the Russell Wilson thing. Where you yeah. Just, you just have that knack to not get hit. And apparently that knack is not teachable because Russell Wilson not. is – and he, I don't know how it could be. Or could I don't know how it couldn't be teachable or how they can't just even have the knack naturally. But apparently it's a unique special thing reserved for Russell because uh, nobody else can seem to do it. I saw there was one time there was one time I saw RG3 slide in mm. the NFL. He was so bad at sliding, I thought he blew his knee out on the slide. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's a sprinter. I guess he's not a he's not, not a, a slider. slider. Yeah. Maybe that dog instinct kicks in and you always just want to get more and sliding is so it. far against your nature. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, Cam Newton has that in him, right? I mean, he, but Cam Newton's different because he just runs over people. I think, like, the injury the, in the next, like, two to three years, Cam Newton's going to start to get bitten by, like, you know, um, you know, rib uh, fractures and because just because his body's getting older. Like, yeah. He's going to have to change his style of game, too. I don't know if it's this year or not, but there's a clock that's ticking on him for sure. Um, the Bills is plus 500 to make it, uh, minus 800 to not make it. Mm, I'm going to go with not. Gosh, yeah, I, like like Arizona, I don't really have a devil's advocate here. They have right. the Patriots in front of them. Um, you know, I think Gase is going to have the Jets playing a little bit better. I, I I think they're, I'm sorry, but I think they're clearly the last team in this division. Um, I think they'll be better than they were last year. Um, yeah, the defense plays strong, so I'll give them that. But Josh Allen, he needs he needs more time. I, I just don't see him leading the team to the playoffs. No, me neither. Um, Back to Carolina, uh, plus 240 is a yes, and minus 300 is a no. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I don't want to talk out both sides of my mouth about Cam Newton because he's such a tool. Um, <laughs> but he is capable of putting together a, a playoff run. I mean, is he not? You know, that's, yeah, that's not the issue with him that I have. Yeah, he's capable. You know, they let Funchess go. They have like DJ Morris, the the main receiver. Although I would say Curtis Samuel's probably the better of the the receivers in terms of stats this year. I love Christian McCaffrey, but you know he's too heavy, too big of a part of this offense. I think Greg Olson, you know, if he can stay healthy, is a nice safety valve and a, and a good red zone target. But man, I, I like I was just saying before, I like Atlanta more than I like Carolina. Um, and, you know, Tampa Bay is not going to be a bad team this year either. I just don't, I don't see Carolina in there, but it is Cam Newton, man. He could, he could string 12 beautiful games together and that's good enough to get him to 12 and four. Yeah, it, it's true. I mean, he really can. Yep. Uh, moving it on to the bears, uh, winner. Yes. Make the playoffs minus 140 minus 140 to make the playoffs. Mm. So they think that they're going to be in. And then the no is plus 110, Brad. Basically, even money, very, very close to even money that they won't make the playoffs. That's an interesting one. That is interesting. I bet they'll make the playoffs as a wild card team. You do, you think so? Uh, I do. I think they're strong on on both sides of the ball. I do think they're going to take a step back. Meaning, last year they were division winners. Uh, I think it's definitely possible that they can make the playoffs. I'd put it at fifty five percent. They would. Yeah, I think that you know you're pretty much locking step with them. If I had to pick today. I would say not make the playoffs, and that's not an indictment on them. I don't think they're a bad team, but like you said, Brad, I think they're going to take a little mini step back. 
primarily because they lost their um, their defensive coordinator last year. He's in Denver as the head coach now. Um, they do have uh, the ex um, um, uh, Indianapolis Colts. For some reason, his name always, always eludes me. Pagano. Um, Pagano's there running the defense. It's a similar kind of defensive scheme. Um, so I don't think it's going to be too big of a switch. Um, but, you know, Trubisky, there's more tape on him this year. Um, replacement at running back. You know, it's very possible, Brad, that this could actually be a better team, but they, they're they going to get repassed by somebody like a Green Bay in right. Minnesota. You know, I feel like they're going to be a good, like a good 9-7, and 10-6, and six, but that might not be enough this year. So, I, again, I'm not criticizing the Bears, but I don't think they're going to get in. That's my pick. Correct. I hear you. I hear you. And I, I could go there, too. I just, I don't think they're going to get in, but I think it's pretty possible. Yeah, I think mm. definitely, definitely possible, and it's. Uh, I think that's might be the first minus we saw in the playoffs. Although we'll we'll find more in a couple bit, couple minutes. This one's interesting to me. We got Cincinnati is at plus six twenty five uh, to make the playoffs and minus eleven hundred to not make the playoffs. That's uh, that's a big number there. Um, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I could definitely argue for it. What, what do you think, Brad? Uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. No way. My thing is, so this team wasn't bad before A.J. Green and Andy Dalton got hurt last year. Joe Mixon is ascending. Um, Tyler Eifert kind of helps this offense to go, um, although he's perpetually hurt. He is healthy coming into the season, but he's probably just going to get hurt again. Um, you know, new new te- uh, coach coming in. You know, this division to me is going to be the kind of division that everybody beats up on everybody. You got Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland. You know, I could I could see nine and seven making the playoffs here and winning the division, um, maybe ten and six. So, you know, there can be. An, I don't think it'll happen, but I think you can make the argument um, if Dalton and, and AJ Green can stay healthy. Um, oh, speaking of uh, Cleveland Browns, they're at minus one thirty five to make the playoffs. It's amazing. Plus one hundred five to not make the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. I don't understand what's wrong with the entire world at this point. <laughs> I just I. W- All right, man. All right. Yeah. Okay. I'd you bet know, anybody, they, anyone writes up, I'll bet them. I will bet them personally. <laughs> Brad. I, I, no, I'm with you. I, um, I think that, I, look, I like the team. I think they're going to be the best Browns team that we've seen at least in the last decade. Um, but they still have Pittsburgh, they still have Baltimore, and they still have you know Cincinnati. I think you know they're not as bad as advertised. And I don't think Cleveland's as good as advertised. It's just going to take them a little bit of time. Um, but it, this team has a little bit too much of a Redskins 1999-2000 vibe. They're getting too many players, too many personalities mm-hmm. it in the It does, locker room. right? A young head coach. Uh, young head coach, young quarterback, a volatile wide receiver. Actually, mm-hmm. their second wide receiver is volatile as well. I forget his name at the moment. That, Landry. Landry, correct. Um, it's... Uh, it's, it's it's never been the recipe for success in football up until this point, which would lead me to assume it's not going to be the recipe going forward. Yep. Um, next is Dallas plus 105 to make minus 135 not. Mm-hmm. I think they can make the playoffs. Um, this t- this Dallas Cowboy team, I think, is the best team that they've had mm-hmm. since um, maybe possibly since Romo's last year with Bill Parcells. Yeah, their defense is impressive. I mean, you can think about Deke and Zach, but the defense is strong, man. They can beat you. They can beat you running the ball and playing defense. Now with Amari Cooper in the lineup, they can beat you through the air. Although yeah, not the biggest Dak fan, they can do it. Yeah, uh, and yeah. the defense is good, man. They're. I think they'll be in the playoffs. I would definitely, definitely wager on them being in. Uh, we have Denver at plus four hundred to make minus six hundred not to. Denver and uh, they're going with Flacco. I, you know, I like the 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 well, not their division. I'm gonna go with nobody. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I guess the um, devil's advocate is Flacco was playing okay before he got hurt last year, so maybe he can bring that. Um, Denver's okay, but you know what? The quarterback numbers weren't as bad as you would think that they were. Um, I think the the problem was that the head coach lost the locker room there last uh. year. Maybe, you know, the defense could play. By the way, you know, uh, my fantasy football almanac's out now. Um, I love the Denver Broncos defense. You got Chicago's um, last year's defensive coordinator, the guy who architected that whole defense there, and now he's going to be unleashing Von Miller and Bradley Chubb on the other side. I love it, man. I love that for fantasy purposes. I do think it's going to be a good defense, but the division, man. I, I love the Chiefs, and I love the Chargers. It's going to be hard for three teams to make the, uh, the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, Lions plus four seventy five to make minus seven hundred not to. No way. <laughs> no way, dude. Come on. No way. They're, I think they're fourth out of four, and Matt Patricia gets fired. I, I do as well, for sure. Uh, sorry, Detroit. No devil's advocate for you. We're running out of time here. Uh, Green, Green Bay. Green Bay minus 110 to make, uh, uh, minus 120 not to make. So you see there's actually split there. They're both minuses there. Oh, wow. That's actually very interesting. Um, yeah, I would put Green Bay in the playoffs. I mean, assuming a healthy Aaron Rodgers, I don't think any uh, right-minded person would would bet on them not making it you know i mean to make the bet to gamble it sure but from a logical standpoint you'd have to assume they're going to make it yeah i well i don't know about assume you're gonna have to make it but i agree with you i mean look aaron Rodgers, when we were going over the the season review and we were talking about how kind of it was a lackluster year aaron Rodgers also by the way he hurt his knee um we nobody really knows how badly but he really hurt it yeah first week of the season yeah and a quote unquote bad year for Rodgers was 25 touchdowns and two interceptions right um you know, he seems a little uh, reinvigorated by uh, everybody's favorite Canadian hockey goalie, Matt LaFleur, coming in to, uh, to run, the, run the offense and the team there. I liked that they kept Mike Pettin. I think Mike Pettin as a coordinator is very underrated. I think Green Bay will be back in the playoffs, assuming Rodgers can stay home. Yeah, and you know, I don't want to sound like a homer, but I, I know Aaron Rodgers, and I know the type of player he is. Um, and he's the type of guy that when he has something to prove – He's going to do it, and he's going to be better than than he even was in the past. You know, yeah. he has that type of magic in him, and that type of skill set. So now, as we move forward through the season, I think he's really going to want to prove to everyone that McCarthy was holding him back, McCarthy was holding them back, and this is his chance to show it. And I think he's going to. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it's a bounce back year for the Packers, and uh, it'll be an interesting division. Uh, Houston, onto them. Uh, yes is plus 145. No is minus 175. Yeah, baby. Give me Houston. Put them in there. Plus 145. Deshaun Watson, Watson started the year rusty last year. He's got um, Will Fuller coming back. They yeah. have a great connection when Will Fuller's healthy. You got yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. You got a great defense there. Plus 145 to make the playoffs. I'll take that. Yep, take that all day. me too, baby. I think they're a wild card team, though. That's my thing because the next team here we have Indianapolis minus two thirty to make the playoffs, plus one ninety not to make the playoffs. Mm, mm. I'm all day on Indianapolis, man. I love them. Me too. Put them in there. Yep. Me too. So, um, yeah. So there you go. Um, I, I and that just kind of cements my uh, previous spot there uh, with Cleveland. I don't see them making it as a wild card because uh, I think uh, your two wild cards are going to be the, the Chargers and the Texans mm-hmm. to pick today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville plus 275 to make uh, minus 350, not two. Nah, man, that mirage is over. I don't like uh, Doug Marone's offense yeah. to shake up that coaching staff. As, as much as I like Foles going there and what he could possibly provide for the offense, and we know the defense still has some pieces, I just you know, I just don't like it. That, that division's going to be a little bit too rough for them. Uh, Kansas City minus 450 to make plus 325 not to. Uh, yeah, Kansas City put him in there. I agree. Um, Devil's advocate, maybe Tyreek Hill if he gets waived, then you're suddenly looking at Sammy Watkins and you know rookie Nicole Hardman. Um, well, they did um, lose some talent right due to off the field issues, which is a Justin, shame. Justin Houston's in Indianapolis now. He's not in. He's not rushing the passer for Kansas City anymore. Yeah, yeah. They also lost another defender, I, I believe. Yeah. I forget the name. I know the pack were going after him. Uh, they did lose some talent, though. Um, they still have the best guy on that team, but yep. uh, I, I believe in Andy Reid. I really do, and uh, I think they know what they're doing over there. Yeah, no question. I, I'm not hesitating. I was just making the argument there. Uh, Chargers, minus 230 to, to make, um, plus 190 not to make. You know what? It, you know, poor Chargers. I think that they, they're just not consistent, and I think they step back this year. I'm going to say they don't make the playoffs. Ooh. I like the team too much. Um, they should have made the playoffs two years in a row. Uh, their kicker really cost them a lot of games. I don't understand why NFL teams can't figure out how to draft a kicker. You don't, <laughs> got, you don't, you don't, you don't go with the guy with the best leg. You go with the guy with the best head. That's it's it's that easy. You yeah. go with the guy that can hit the putt. You know, on the 18th hole, it's that easy, guys. For crying out loud, why why do we keep going through this? You can find thousands of people that can kick the ball 50 yards. You can find like 10 people that can do it in a pressure situation. Find that guy. Yeah, right. And there's there's four years of tape on every single – no kicker comes out after two years of college eligibility. You get four years of college tape on the guy. Can he hit a game winner or not? I know, I know. How could it be so tricky? It's not about the leg. You're right. 
Oh my gosh. Anyway, so uh, I'm going to take the Chargers. We disagree there. Uh, Rams minus 352 make plus 275 not to make. Yeah, put them up in there, baby. Yeah, I, unless golf gets hurt or something. Right. Even at this point with the rookie running back they drafted, uh, Henderson out of Memphis, even if Gurley gets hurt, they're going to be in the playoffs. They're a good team, man. Uh, let's see. Dolphins plus 900 to make, minus 1800 not to make. Mm. Nope. Yeah, I, I'm not even going to argue for them. No. No. Uh, Vikings plus 105 to make, minus 135 not to. I'm going to say no as well. Them, I think they're going to be in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I I, think the defense, I think they're missing Everson Griffin. Um, they were missing, like, the, the defensive leader last year. Mm-hmm. The defense took a while to get kind of going and churning. The offensive coordinator, who I hated um, his play calling selection last year, uh, he's gone. They've replaced him now um, with another guy that's going to be r- more run-focused. Um, so if you're focusing the run, you support Kirk Cousins. You still have Diggs and Thielen on the side and a strong defense. I think they're going to be very similar to Dallas this year, who I like. So I'm going to go with them in. Although I'm going to have to do the math later because I'm not going to – I might ha- I might be putting like 12 teams in. in the AFC yeah, yeah, AFC. that's okay though. I mean – yeah. We're all just hedging bets here. Yeah. Uh, New England minus 900 to make, <laughs> plus 550 not to make. Uh-huh. Next. Yeah, next, right. Yeah, there's there, New England's in. Even if they, even if Hoyer's starting a quarterback, they'll be in. Just mm. trust me on that. Uh, Saints minus 350 to make, plus 275 not to. Yeah, put them in. Yeah, I don't see any way. I don't see any way they don't make it. I mean, seriously, if Breeze gets hurt, that's the only way. And he right. And hurt in like week four. Right. Um, Giants plus 400 to make, minus 600 not to. Uh, I'm going to say they do not make it. Yeah, if, you know, I would have been a little bit better with the Devil's Advocate here if they kept Beckham, but I think that that trade sealed it for them. They're not going to be there. They're in a rebuild, and it is what it is. Uh, Jets plus 300 uh, to make, minus 400 not to. Nope. You know, I like their defense. Excuse me. I like their defense, and uh, Gase coming there, trying to work his magic. Gase won a playoff game with Tim Tebow. Wow. So, I mean, if you're if you're looking for like a real like a real dark horse there at plus four hundred, look, I don't think it's gonna. I'm sorry, plus three hundred. I don't think it's going to happen. But they'd probably be my dark horse team if I if I was gonna pick one, just because I like Gase. I think Gase gets a bad rap, dude. He took Ryan Tannehill to the playoffs. He had a winning record with Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. quarterback. Dalton, or I'm sorry, Darnold. I think is gonna be better um, this year than Tannehill ever was. Um, they can do it. They they can do it. I think they're not as bad as everybody says they are. Um, okay. I don't think they'll will, but they're not as bad. Moving right along, we have the Raiders at plus six twenty five to make it uh, minus eleven hundred. No. No. No, 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 that's it. Yeah, no, I, I'd be more interested in taking prop bets on Antonio Brown. How many freakouts mm-hmm. we're going to have? What's the over under four for the whole season? Yeah. Like tirades in the sideline. I think, I think he'll have, I'm going to put the over under at seven. No, I'm going to do it at six and a half. Mm-hmm. So seven freakouts gets you over. And I think, I think he'll be on the over on that. <laughs> it's going to be, we'll interesting. have to write that. Yeah, we'll have to write that down and track it. Yeah, um, yeah. The freakout count, and and I'm only I'm, I'm one. You know, if it's if it's like three freakouts in one game, I'm not going to count that. It's just like one game. Okay. How many games is he going to freak out? Because if it's a freakout per game, I mean, he there could be game, there could be weeks where he has like four freakouts in a week. The guy's going off the handle. He is, man. Gosh, what color is his mustache going to be? Oh my it's god, nut. <laughs> a nut. Okay. Uh, Philadelphia minus two ten two make. Wow. They like them. Minus 210 to make, plus 170 not to make. I like them as well. I like them, but I think Dallas is going to win the division. Yeah, I'm not sleeping yeah, on Philly. Right, I like right. them. But I think, I, I think they'll both make the playoffs, and one will be the wild card, and the other uh, will win the division. Yep. So for me right now, I have uh, Dallas, Philly, because I'm with you. Dallas, Philly, Green Bay, Minnesota, Atlanta, in New Orleans, and I haven't even gotten to the West yet. Um, okay, Pittsburgh. We're at minus 105 to make, minus 125 not to make. I like them big time. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna come back. They invested in their defense. Um, they got rid of all the drama. I think mm-hmm. Ben Ben Roethlisberger, whether you think it's his fault or not, he squashed it with his team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're lock and step. Um, I think they're I think they're in the playoffs. I think they're in the playoffs. Me too. I think they win the division. 
Yeah, me too. Minus 105. That's a nice one. Yeah. That's a nice line to make it. Yeah. Uh, getting close to the end here. We're at San Francisco now. Plus 222 make minus 280 not to. Well, see, this is an interesting one, man, because Jimmy G got hit uh, hurt last week. And uh, I'm going to put them in, man. I think he's good. I think he's going to have you a great year. You said last week. You meant last year, right? Sorry. Yes. Last year. Correct. Okay. I was just making sure I didn't hear, like I didn't miss any news there. No. Um, yeah. Last year. Yeah. So I think he comes back and they're strong. Yeah, I think they're strong. I think that people are sleeping on the 49ers. I think they could very easily make the playoffs. Um, you know, to me, this is a th- this is a really strong division, maybe the strongest in all sports because I don't think Arizona is going to be a bad team next year. Um, gosh, man, there's a lot of good there's a lot of good teams. Yeah, it's going to be a great season because of- I think the South is good because I like Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians and Todd Bowles mm-hmm. in Tampa. They're they're, yeah, good. they're going to be better. I agree. That's like all four teams there. None of them would surprise me if they make the playoffs. Yeah. You got this uh, the the North. You have three teams. I think I don't think I think you could throw Detroit away there. And then in the East, you have two two really good teams in Philly and Dallas. It's mm. going to be a really really interesting NFC this year. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Seattle, plus 145 to make my 175 not to. I'm always going to put them in as long as they got Russell. Yeah. Um, I'm hemming and hawing here. Mm. I'm going to say, I'm going to say no, just because there's so many teams that I like in the conference. Like mm. to me, like if I'm making a bet, if, if, if you found me on the street, Brad, you're like, Hey, plus 145, would you take that action? I would take it. Yeah. But there's only, there's only six slots. Yeah, um, so I feel yeah. Kind of, man. That's that's a good team, though. I like that team. I mean, they kind of last year was kind of like a like a mini rebuild, and they made the playoffs. They're going to be better this year. That's a good bet. Plus mm-hmm. one forty five. Strong. That's a strong division, man. Uh, let's move it on to Tampa, who we talked about and teased a little bit. Plus five hundred to make minus eight hundred not to. I'm going to say they don't make it, uh, but but will be vastly improved. Agreed. Um, I think they'll be a really, um, a really difficult six and ten team. Maybe I think I think eight and eight is probably their ceiling. Um, I think they're going to be a really tough six and ten team, and they're going to make life difficult for you know bubble playoff teams. And I think also so as well. Yeah, throw wrenches into their division. Yeah, the type of team that could beat you uh, any any weekend, but just don't have it all figured out. Yeah, I'm not, you know, when Jameis Winston, you know, if if he, you have to win a game, I just yeah, I just think he's he's going to throw too many interceptions, but like we've talked about on the show and like we'll say in the preview, I mean, if there was if there was a more perfect fit offensively than Bruce Arians in, in that system for for Jameis Winston, I I've never seen it. I yeah. mean, that that is a match made in heaven there. Um what a slam dunk head coach hire there. Uh We'll see what happens, man. That's going to be really entertaining as well. Uh, we got Tennessee. We're on the last two teams here. Tennessee plus 275 to make, uh, minus 350 not to make. Nah, gross. Gross. They're, um, yeah, I, I don't see him making it. The interesting thing to me is, so they acquired uh, Tannehill in the offseason, who I think is a clear upgrade to Mariota, but everybody's projecting Mariota to win the job in terms of fantasy, which I, I do not, by the way. Um, I don't know what people have seen in Mariota to make them think that he can, you know, he, he should get another crack at the job. Mariota's a backup quarterback. I think we've we've seen enough. Yeah, correct. Point. It's been established. Yep. Um, so anyway, I'm a no there. And plus you have Indianapolis and Houston there who, Brad, you and I both like. Um, and Jacksonville is not going to be awful. So I, I don't see them. I don't see them making it in Tennessee. Lastly, Washington, uh, plus 500 to make, minus 800 not to make. Whew, I think they could sneak in. I'm going to give some love to Washington. They're going to sneak in. You're the only one giving love to Washington. Yeah, I'm going to – I can't believe I said it, but you know what? I'm sticking to it. Come on, Washington, baby. All right, I'll give you the devil's advocate um, just because I know this team very well. Um, look, Alex Smith, th- this team was winning football games, but they're winning the games with the defense. Alex Smith wasn't pushing the ball down the field last mm-hmm. year. Adrian Peterson was a revelation again as like an old older guy an older gentleman uh, over a thousand yards they're they were winning the division and then they lost their entire offensive line their entire wide receiving core um to injury and then alex smith basically got a career-ending leg injury against the texans uh they were on their way man they were they could have made the playoffs just based on that defense so they're gonna have that tough defense back uh they are um they have a rookie quarterback who i do not think is going to start the year 
but I don't think Case Keenum is uh, worse than Alex Smith. He might throw more interceptions, but he's also going to come with bigger plays. And then you have Darius Geis, who's coming back from injury, the young running back. You have Adrian Peterson back with the team. You know, the team could win games. And the, and the team's always better than they than people say they're going to be. Yeah, you know? right, right. It's so true. People always say the the Redskins are going to win three games, and they're they're always good for like And seven. they're a tough out. They're tough, man. Yeah. And, and Gruden's a really good coach. I think he gets, you know, looked over. But for him to do what he's done with that team, with as bad as, you know, the, the injury situation has been there, you know, they're, they're not a bad team. Um, I think they'll probably finish third in the division. I just don't think they're good enough to overtake Philly and Dallas. You know, they're probably going to go two and four in that division, and that's just not going to get you in the playoffs. Right. See this year. Right. All right, man. That's it. All right, buddy. All right. Well, hey, I want to uh, uh, once again appreciate um, Dalton Del Don for uh, for coming on um, the show and talking a little bit. Um, so thank you very much to Dalton and uh, Brad. Hey, man, we got a great week. Um, I liked the lively conversation today. We're going to be talking a lot more NFL as we get into uh, and look forward to the NFL season. I can't wait, man. That and we're going to go through the almanac updates and all that stuff. It's going to be good stuff. So hey, everybody, great uh, great time. Thanks for listening. Go out, get paid.